Well, good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Uh, thank you for being here and for joining us online. If, if you're at home and you're a kid and your mom is in a room, I want you to go right now. Yeah, get off the couch. Go give your mom a hug. All right. And uh, kids, if you're here today, you can give your, your mom a hug afterwards. All right. Um, but, you know, we know that moms have a hard job. I mean, not my mom, because I was like the angel kid, you know, growing up. I never did it. No, I can't lie in church. I wasn't really the best. But like we all recognize it's not just what our moms did. It's the place that they had in our lives. I, I had a great mom. Maybe you, ha- maybe you don't know your mom. Maybe you didn't have a great mom. But we honor their position of bringing us into this world. And we thank God for them. So, moms, I, I honor you today. I, I rejoice with you today. Um, so this morning, the title of my message, I almost feel like I need to just give it a little preface because I'm feeling uncomfortable, all right? Is it okay to feel uncomfortable in church? I think so. I, I want to be uncomfortable if it takes me closer to God, amen? So the title of my message is Quiet Time Guilt, and it's not because I'm trying to give anybody guilt. I'm trying to remove guilt from people today. But there's something about, uh, you know, knowing that we're in a relationship with Jesus we all know we want to spend time with him. And, and when life crowds us out, we kind of feel guilty at times, don't we? Has anybody ever felt quiet time guilt before? Or am I the only one? Come on, give me a hand raise. All right, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, you know, we, we know that, that God wants us to spend time with him. It's not out of obligation. It's not like, oh, I got to spend time with my Savior today, you know, or my best friend Jesus who sticks closer than a brother. Really, God, I got to spend time with you? No, it's like we want to spend time with him, but... But like life does happen and life crowds us out. And then what do we do with that dilemma? So I'm declaring this morning a guilt-free Sunday. Okay, I'm just putting it out there. Um, but I also want to give you, in honor of Mother's Day, I want to give you a cooking example this morning. Now, I'm not, I'm not the chef, but I've grown up around a lot of good chefs being Italian. Both my, my dad's side and my mom's side are Italian. So I'm 100%. Actually, answer she says I'm 94%, but I think it's as close as you can get when you're Italian because of all the movement that was happening over there. But anyway, how many of you like spaghetti sauce? Yeah? Hopefully everybody. Now, when you make spaghetti sauce, like, isn't a key ingredient the onions? Like, you need to get them translucent in the pan before you put the sauce in, right? Don't burn them. My mom taught me that before I was going to college. You burn the onions, start over again. Don't, don't even try to make sauce with it. But while we love onions and tomato sauce, what don't you like about onions? You don't like cutting onions. Why? Because when you cut onions, a lot of times your eyes water, right? So have I got a solution for you moms out there? If maybe, you know, if you don't have a gift, you could stop by a cooking store. Look at this. Onion goggles, baby. Come on, huh? You put these bad boys on, you cut your onions, the water, the juice doesn't get in your eyes. No tears. No tears. Amazing, right? Amazing. Now, why am I talking about cooking and sauce and onion goggles? Because, you know, while we know a good sauce, you need onions, you got to get through the teary part, right? If, if you're like, oh, I don't want to cut the onion, so I'm not going to put it in the sauce, like, that's, that's not very good sauce. Don't do that. But sometimes when the onions, they make our eyes water, like, we, we, would, we might want to not put them in. And I think sometimes we're going to, today, we're going to look at, at a passage of Scripture that you may or may not know, but like, I am almost convinced that everyone here, if you've read this passage before, it's caused your eyes to water and you may have just like skipped over it because it bugs you, right? So, so this morning we're going to put on our spiritual onion goggles as we look at the word of God and, and look for what's the message 
in the word that he's saying to us. So we're going to read, we're going to start in Luke 10, 38. And it says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. All right, if you know this scripture and you're groaning right now, I'm, I'm sorry that you're groaning. But like, hang with me. Put on your spiritual goggles, right? Um, so a little bit. We, we just need to understand who's who here, right? Who invited Jesus into the home? It was Martha. A woman named Martha welcomed him. How many were traveling with Jesus? Doesn't tell us this, but I'm looking for your knowledge of scripture. Jesus and uh, how many disciples did he had? Twelve. So one plus twelve is... 13 people, right? In the home is Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, three of them, and they're adding 13. Women, that's a lot of people to add to your supper unannounced, right? They're, they're here, but it's Martha that does the inviting, right? Who's, who owns the home? Martha, right? It says um, a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home, not her brother's home, not her sister's home, her home, right? Martha's the one extending this invitation I don't know how big a table she had, but like to, take, to go from 3 to, to 16 is a lot of people around the table. Um, so, you know, what's Mary doing in the middle of all this? She's sitting at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. Anybody got a problem with that? No, at this point in the story, none of us have a problem with it, right? It's what comes later that your eyes might start watering. Remember your goggles. Um, so, we go on to the next the next verse, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing, and she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. Now, what was going on with Martha? Martha was distracted, and, and this is the point where maybe a lot of us will be like, ugh, what's going on here? Especially when you read the next verse, it's going to annoy us all, right? But it's just the point I, want to, I wanted to make. Martha's distracted by the big dinner. But she doesn't go to Mary. Maybe, maybe this was an ongoing discussion she'd have with Mary about, all right, if I'm working, you're not sitting. You're getting up with me. Like, if I'm out in the yard, my kids are sitting inside watching TV. No way. Like, the TV's off. You're outside. You're helping me. We're all doing this together because if I'm working, you're working, right? That's just the way I run my house. I don't know about you. Now, isn't it the same way if you're in the kitchen, moms, right? You, you need help sometimes. So... Martha bypasses Mary. She goes right to the big guns. She's like, Jesus, give me some backup support. Jesus, you, are you, you got me covered here. Are you in my corner? And then Jesus says this, my dear Martha, you're worried and upset about over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary's discovered it and it won't be taken from her. And this is where we all go, oh, like, are you kidding me right now? Jesus. Mary's working, I mean, Martha's working, Mary's sitting on her duff doing nothing. All right, she's listening to Jesus, that's something. But like she's sitting on, and you know what, we miss the whole point of the scripture. It's not about who's doing the work and who isn't doing the work. You know, it's, it's so comical to me because in, our, in my, the Bible reading that I do, Meg and I are in the same plan. Uh, it was the day after Easter that we were in Luke 10. And, and I'm like, oh, this was such a great scripture. Like it, it gave me the basis for wanting this message. And Meg's like, I hated that scripture because I'm just thinking about Easter dinner and all the work I had to do to get everything out on a table. And, and Meg is the master. Women, you know who you are. Like it takes 
a master uh, to put everything on the table at once. Rolls coming out of the oven, you know, veggies, this, that, the other. And, and somehow it all appears magically. Like I would be like, all right, first course is this because the next course is cooking. I can only do one thing at a time, people, you know. But like moms are great at multitasking and getting it all done or, or chefs. So Meg read this and saw it through very different eyes than I saw because I wasn't looking. There's no personal angst about, okay, Mary's sitting at Jesus' feet. What's the point that Jesus is trying to make? What's the point? And the point, I think, is this. Focus on what matters. Right? What Martha was doing was amazing. Right? Martha was being hospitable. She was using her gift. You can't just expect someone else to use a gift they don't have. But she's using her gift. She, in, she graciously invites 13 more people to dinner. She opens up her home. She, I don't know if she had to run to the market. Like, do you have that much food? I'm sure you can't just, you know, quadruple the recipe on a moment's notice. You probably need ingredients. But Mary was also focusing on what matters. And I think that's God's question to us today. Focus on what matters. What is it that matters? Because the reality is we all have things in life that matter to us. And then we all have things in life that distract us. And now, as there's tension between the two, what matters, what distracts, what do you do with that tension? Where do you go with it? And I think that's the purpose of this scripture, that, that, you know, this tension is encouragement to all of us that we're human, right? That we're distracted and we have things that matter. And now, how do we deal with the two of them? You know, moms have a lot of things going on, um, and, and newsflash, raising little kids is physically exhausting, but raising older kids is probably what? Emotionally exhausting. But like moms always seem to be exhausted, <laughs> Whatever, whether it's physical or emotional, it just happens in life. But I, I think the question for all of us here is what, what matters in our life? And I, and I read something this past week. It said, if you could sum up your entire life in one paragraph, what would you write? Because probably what you'd put in that one paragraph wouldn't be the how many meals you got out that were so delicious or, or how much you spent at work. It, it would be your relationships. It would be the good times about this and spending time with family and loved ones and, and just like that's what has the most meaning. That's what really matters. So this morning, you know, I, I know that sometimes we can feel guilt and, and, you know, guilt is something that's interesting. Guilt comes with condemnation and God says, no, I, I don't want any of my kids to have that. Right? Because guilt is from the enemy. And, and guilt is kind of a dead-end street. It doesn't take you anywhere. It just puts you down. But now, what does conviction do? Right? God says that his kindness leads us to repentance. Right? So God comes in his kindness sometimes and pulls us. Pulls us where? To him. To repentance. If we're going the opposite way, he wants to pull us back to him. That's what conviction does. So, so no guilt this morning. If there's conviction, just let it flow. Right? And, and some of it's coming at me as well as maybe at you. But... When we focus at what matters, I want to just unpack for a second. Let's just thought about quiet time guilt. Where did that even come from? That we would have a quiet time and then we feel guilty about not having a quiet time, right? So the Bible says to spend time with God. I think we all know that. And to, to prove it to you, I'm going to ask you if, if you've read any of the Bible, maybe you know the ending of these couple of verses, right? So I'll give you one out of Matthew 6. It says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Great job. How about this one? So faith comes by hearing and hearing. All right. You know that one too. See, you know more than you thought. Man doesn't live by bread alone. 
but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Bravo, give yourself a hand, right? Three for three. So we know that the Bible says to spend time with God. We, we know that David talked in Psalms. Early in the morning, Lord, will I cry out to you. J- Jesus woke up early in the morning to go pray. And somehow, if you've been in, in the church for any amount of time, you feel like, all right, if I don't have a time with God in the morning, then I'm a loser. I've missed it. My life is over. Like, don't call me a Christian. I'm going to hell. Where did we get that thought from? I, I don't know where it came from. In fact, I was talking with someone this week. They're like, when I realized that, you know what, I'm a night person and I could just have my quiet time and it opened up everything for me. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's a great idea. You know, like I'm going to use that line in here. So, so, yes, the Bible says to spend time with God, but why do we put that time in a box? I, I don't know why we do. And, and the second point I want to make is life has seasons. So focus on what matters in the season that you're in. So, so what do I mean when I say seasons? All right, I'll, I'll just talk about my own life. Seasons. I was single. Then I was a young married with no kids. Then I was a married and, and in the throes of raising kids. And, and then my kids got older. And, and now my kids are out of the nest. You know, and I'm, I'm welcoming grandkids. And, and, like, it's changed. It's changed a lot. It's almost like when we were young married and had no kids now. That's about how much time. It's great to, to go through all those seasons. But, but life has seasons. So... I remember a time when I didn't recognize that life had seasons and I was under this quiet time guilt that I've got to have this time in the morning and I was trying to do everything as super person. Like I'm working an hour away from home so I got an hour commute each way. I'm working long days. I want to be home by six o'clock for dinner and then I want to uh, love bath time. I still love bath time with my grandkids so I want to be there for bath time, putting them to bed. Then Meg and I are going to spend some time together. I'm going to log back in, finish what I didn't do because I had to leave work to get home by 6. And then I'm going to go to bed exhausted and wake up real early because I want to go work to, out in the gym. And I want to have my quiet time and I want to get to work. And, and I'm just burning a candle on both ends big time. And you know what happened? I ended up in a ditch. And you might be like, what do you mean a ditch? No, literally, I ended up in a ditch. I'm driving home. It's in the winter. It's dark outside. And I fall asleep at the wheel. I run a stop sign and I cross over and on the other side of the street is a cornfield. And I just go right into the cornfield driving. Never notice a stop sign. I'm sleeping until I'm going over the, rut, the ruts. Thankfully, wintertime, ground is hard. I just pulled a U-turn, came right back up and said, oh my gosh, I almost killed myself. Like, I've got to make some changes in my life. I can't keep going on thinking I'm superhuman and going to do everything. And, and, and you know, moms, you're the same way. Like, why does it seem one kid sleeps through the night, the next kid wakes up, and then you're not sleeping at night, you're not sleeping in a day, and, and like, you're just running yourself ragged. Seasons. We all go through seasons. But here's the thing. Priorities stay, should stay the same if they're really the right priorities, right? But seasons change. So how do we look at our life to say, okay, what season am I in, and what priorities do I have, and now how do I blend the two together? And get, get out of this quiet time guilt thing where we're saying, all right, what's, what, how, do I, how do I focus on spending time with God for where I'm at right now? You know, I love getting outdoors. So maybe in the summertime, I, I want to go swimming. It's kind of hard to swim outside in the wintertime, isn't it? I've got to pick something different. You've got to change it up based on what season you're in, right? So Jesus' message to focus on what matters is a great question to us. What matters? What's your priority in life? So after this ditch moment, right, uh, there was a lot of commutes. And again, hour each way, I'm thinking about what are my priorities? How, 
What's the basis for them? What's the order? And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking and, and taking time to think it through. So real quickly, I'm going to tell you where I, where I landed. Okay, my number one priority, I wanted it to be was God, right? My relationship with God. Second, I wanted it to be my relationship with my wife. Third, I put my kids, not, I didn't lump it in as all family because, you know, at first came my wife, then came my kids. My wife comes second, my kids are third. Fourth, I put my job because it says, right, if a man doesn't work, neither should he eat. If he doesn't provide for his family, he's, he's no good. So fourth is going to be my job and fifth is going to be the church and, and my ministry and, and what God has called me to do. Now, that's what I would write down on paper, but as I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, if someone was looking on the outside in, they might say, all right, ministry's over here before your kids, before your wife, and your job is number one. Like, oh my gosh, I, I've got to start looking at my priorities and saying, God, my seasons change, but my priorities shouldn't change. If, if my priorities are based on your word, they should stay the same. But are they? Is that what I'm reflecting or not? And, you know, I, I think we all have that, that introspection to do to say, so what matters what, what are your priorities, right? Think about that. And then my encouragement would be to do this, to, to write down what your priorities are. I very quickly gave you mine. We can talk more about it afterwards if you'd like, but like, it's not a matter of what mine are. It's a matter of what, what are yours, right? What would you write down in order? And, and then as you look at your priorities, you can start to think about, okay, um, God, if, if I want you to be my number one priority, remember what Joshua said to the children of Israel, right? Joshua, when he's challenging the children of Israel, he goes, as for me and my house, what? We will serve the Lord, right? And all of Israel goes, yeah, that's what we want to do too. And the very next thing Joshua says is, that's great. Put away your idols. What? Why do they have idols? If they want God to be number one, why do they have idols in their home? I thought God was number one. They're like, yeah, God, we want you to be number one, but we got all these other idols on, on the side. All right, if you're choosing you want God to be number one, then what are your idols? Put them away. That's what, what Joshua told the people. So, so get your priorities straight. Throw away your idols. Number two, what season are you in? It's, it's good to look at what season of life we're in because our priorities shouldn't change, the seasons do, and, and how we live out those priorities may change because of the season. You know, I thought long and hard about my priorities on those commutes to work, and then I thought, okay, now how am I living it, and then what, what changes do I need to make, if any? Right, and, and I, I did, believe me, I needed to make changes. There was things I was doing uh, that, that were not right, and mistakes I'd made. And it's like, all right, God, I'm going to come to you with my mistakes and say, Lord, help me do better. Right? But it, but it started with knowing what season I'm in and how do I live my priorities. And, and then I asked, okay, God, help me make adjustments. So, you know, to, to anybody that is a young mom and you got young kids at home and you're not getting any sleep, like, there is no such thing as a quiet time. You're in a relationship with Jesus if you know him if you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Just like I'm in a relationship with my wife, right? How often does my relationship look like, well, all right, Meg, we're going to sit down on the couch for 15 minutes right now, and we're going to talk, and we're going to be intimate, and then I'm not going to talk to you for the rest of the day. Is that a relationship? Like, no way. No, let's go to the store together. Let's do errands together. Let's clean the house. Then let's watch some TV. Let's have some time communicating. Like, we do all of it, and we're enjoying all of it. Why? Why? That's what it means to be in love, right? That's what it means to put Jesus first, that you're walking your day with him. So moms, maybe it looks like you're putting a scripture verse on the, on the window or, or dads, you've got it on, on the dash. 
uh, of your car or, or maybe you're playing worship music and, you, and you're worshiping, but like it's not just a one-time check-the-box event part of your day. It's something we're walking and living, but that looks different where we are. Now, I can tell you honestly that there was times in my life in certain seasons I had all the time to actually sit and to study God's Word. And you know what I did? I wasted it. I was outside doing stuff. I'm watching TV, social media, just sucking all my time up with work or, or whatever it would be. And then there was times that I had no time that I'm like, oh, I got to really focus on make this my priority. And I land up in the ditch. So what season are you in? We come into seasons and we come out of seasons. Now, I'm in a great season of life, right? All my kids are grown. They're out of the house. We got grandkids come over. Grandkids go home. That's a wonderful time, right? But it's, it's just, it's great. It's different. So I shouldn't be living like when I was waking up in the middle of the night for, for this one and that one and the other. And then, then if it's not your kids, it's your dog, right, that decides they got to get up in the middle of the night. But, you know, so, so whatever your season you're in, ask God what adjustments need to be made. And Lord, what would you have me do? Because it's not about what I say to you. It's about what the Holy Spirit says to you. You, you know your situation. But I'm telling you, we've got to define what our priorities are. We've got to look at what season we're in and then ask ourselves, all right, how am I living out these priorities? If these are, really are my priorities, am I living them out or do I need to make adjustments? And then lastly, if we're going to make those adjustments, right, I, I'm not a big person on like New Year's resolution because I'm going to grin and bear it and I'm going to make... I think making a resolution is great, but i got to submit that to the Lord and say, God, would you give me the strength? Because in my own strength, I'll probably last a couple of days, maybe a week or two. But when God comes and gives me strength, okay, now I know I'm going to make it. Because whenever you take a step towards God, the enemy is there to try to steal the seed, to try to thwart you. Right? It's nothing to be afraid of, but it's something to be acknowledging of that we pray. And we say, God, give me your strength, give me your power that I can do what you've called me to do. And, and we, we continue this love relationship that looks different in every season of our life. Amen. So would you stand with me as we close in prayer? Father, I, I thank you, Lord, for, for this word in Luke that we need to focus on what matters in life, God. And, and Lord, I pray today that we would all realize what are those things that matter. Lord, maybe they're sitting around the dinner table tonight. Uh, oh Lord, maybe, maybe there's, there's things that, that we've not put you first and we we know we need to do something different in that but but lord let us not be under this guilt of it's got to look a certain way lord i thank you that it's it's your words that matter not podcasts not social media not what other people it's your words and your holy spirit is the teacher of all truth so lord let us commune with the holy spirit in, in creative ways throughout the day lord let us think of your word and remember your word in creative ways throughout the day but God, I, I pray for each, each of us as we take the time to look at our priorities and to look at our season and to, to identify if we need to make any changes. Lord, would you breathe life into that? God, if, if there's conviction, if there's kindness that needs to lead us to a change, Lord, I ask you do that. But God, we, we want more of you in our lives and less of us. And I pray that for each one, God, that this would just be an incredible journey, Lord, of, of getting closer to you and seeing your love fill our lives in new ways. So I pray your blessing over each one, especially the moms that are here and listening today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, thank you so much for being here. Happy Mother's Day to everyone here and to those of you online. Have a great day.